This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, thank you again for your faithfulness and for your giving. We're talking about prayer, purpose, and power. Prayer, purpose, and power. We talked about, last week, we talked about aligning ourselves with God's purpose and God's plan. You know, that's where the blessing is. A lot of times, you know, we're, we're trying to get God to bless what we're doing, bless what we're doing, bless what we're doing. But you know what? If we align with His plan, if we get His plan, it's already blessed. It's already a guarantee, isn't it? And that's really what it's about. And, and we're going to talk about prayer today, and we're going to look at it a little bit different. It's, you know, we're not going to talk about praying to get your needs met and all that. That's all part of it, and that's true. But because of, of uh the way, the direction that I feel like God's leading us, we want to go a little bit deeper than that. I'm going to touch on that just a little bit. I want to quote from something uh, Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagen said in one of his books. He said, many of the bad things that happen to us are the good things that should have happened but did not are a result of our failing in the past to pray out God's plan. You see, God has planned many things for us in the future that as we pray in the Spirit, we will be praying out ahead of time. We're going to talk about that today. Amen? Praying beyond today's needs. You know, some people people are reactionary prayers. Something happens and they pray. If nothing happens, they don't pray. If everything's kind of, you know... I tell you what, y'all, I, I've learned through the years, I love those ordinary days, don't you? You know, those, those plain old, you know, what we call just, you know, nothing special happened that day. I've learned to appreciate those days. <laughs> Amen? But, you know, we need to be praying out as well ahead of time. So let's talk about that. Uh, look at Matthew real quickly, just to introduce it, Matthew 7. Probably a familiar scripture to everyone. Matthew 7, verse 7, Jesus said, Ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now really, in this scripture, this is the whole realm of prayer. Ask, seek, or not. Because when you're praying, you're doing one of those three. Amen. Now, we know about asking because that has to do with meeting our personal needs. And he told us to ask. We are to ask. So that's right. We should ask. But that's not all that prayer is. I mean, you know, I've said this before. How would you like to have a good friend that every time you saw them, they were hitting you up for a loan? Or or better, worse than that, just give it to me. (laughs) I'm going to pay you back. I mean, pretty soon, I mean, you know, they wanted to borrow your car. I mean, every time you saw them, that's what what the relationship was based on, was just, you know, they want something or they need something from you. I mean, pretty soon you'd start, you know, you see them coming, you'd start going. Well, you know how you think? The Father God feels if every time you come into His presence, it's all about gimme, 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 gimme. Now, He wants to give it to you, but that's not all prayer is. Then He says, seek. 
This is where we're going to kind of camp out today. This is where we seek out God's plans and His purposes, His will for my life, individually and corporately. God's got a plan and a, a will for your life. We know that in Jeremiah 29. He said, I, he said, I know the plans I have for you. The problem is we don't know them. So, you know, God's over here and we're over here. God's moving over here, but we're trying to get God to come over here and move. Well, let's just get over here where God's moving. <laughs> Amen. Instead of trying to get God to come over here. Because I found this, I find it, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I don't claim to be. But here's the thing. I found out eventually, you know what? God's going to do what God's going to do. And now, you know, I can either get involved with what he's doing, or I can be over here doing my own thing. And I've done my own thing enough to know that that doesn't turn out too good. How's it working out for you? Amen. And then he says, knock, and that's interceding for others. So you're, you're either asking for your own need, we're seeking to know God, to fellowship with God, to discover what his plans and purposes are. You know, Christianity can be as exciting or as boring as you make it. Some people are so bored with their, their faith life. It's just, I don't blame them. I'd be bored with it too. I don't know, you know. Didn't y'all get bored easy? I, you know, I, I just get bored when it's just, you know. I want something... I want something stirring up. I want, I want to be where God's doing something. I want, to, I want to be a risk taker. I want to get out there on the limb. I want to get out there where God's at walking on the water. I want to get out of the boat. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. That's where God, and you know, that's where God wants us uh, to take us both individually and as a church. So let's talk about going a little bit deeper in prayer. In Romans 8, and I'm going to reach over here and grab my Amplified. I want to read it out of the Amplified. We, want, we need to get to know, and, and the only way you're going to do this is in prayer. The Holy Spirit, we need to get to know Him as our prayer guide. Now, He's many things. He's a teacher. He's a counselor. He's a comforter. You know, He's all those things. He's a strengthener. Thank God for all those things. But you know what? He wants to be a prayer guide. He wants to guide us into the perfect will and plan of God for our lives. And one of the principal ways He does that is in our prayer life as we are seeking to know. Now, I don't know why God is this way, you know, but if you don't ask Him, He won't tell you. If you want to just go your merry little way and try to figure it out on your own, He will let you. Now, I don't know, you know, I sure wish, I, and I've told God that, I said, you know, I give you permission to arrest me anytime you want to. I mean, you know, get my attention. But the Holy Spirit is that, that, that member of the Godhead. He is gentle. He does not come in and just, you know, knock you down. Well, He can knock you down. But, you know, He doesn't just come in and just take over. He, you have to yield to Him. You have to desire that. Now, I want to read you in Romans 8, verse 26. Notice what He says here. He says, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid 
and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer. Sometimes you just don't know how to pray. Most of the time, especially when you first begin to seek God's plan and purpose for your life, you don't know what to pray about that. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Notice what he says here. He said, or how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself, I want you to listen to this clause. The Spirit himself goes to meet our supplications. He goes to meet our supplication. So if you're not praying, what's he meeting? Huh? What's he meeting? What's he going to meet? You know, the, in the Greek here, it literally means the word, I think in the King James, it's, it's translated helpeth. It literally means to lay hold together with against. You know, uh, I've used this illustration before, but I'll remind you, you know, if, if I had, which I do, I've got a big roll top uh, solid oak desk in my office at home. Boy, that thing is heavy. Older I get, the heavier it gets. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's solid. It's the real deal. So I said, you know, I, I, I asked several of you guys, you know, would you come over to the house and help me to move that? Now, what would you, uh, what would you get out of the meaning of that? That I was going to be there. <laughs> and we were all together going to lay hold against the weight of that desk to move it. But suppose you guys come over there you know, and I got a sticky note on the door. Said, y'all come on in. You know, the desk is back there on the right. I'm down at the beach. Y'all move it. Don't scratch the wall. See you when I get back. I guarantee you, if it was me, I know what I'd do. That sticky note would be right there when, it came, when I came home. But see, a lot of times, we, if we're not seeking, the Holy Spirit has, how can He guide us if we're not moving? How can he go out to meet uh, our supplications? He can't. He doesn't have anything to work with. He says, But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for, uh, for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Now here's the Holy Spirit. He is standing bet between the Father and Jesus and His people. He knows what the plan of the Father is for you. He knows what the yearnings and the desire of your heart is. And He is waiting for you and I to begin to come apart and begin to seek God and to begin to allow Him to unfold His plan, the plan and purpose of God for our lives. And as we, uh, He unfolds that plan and purpose, then I know how to pray. Hallelujah. You know, uh, you, can, you, can, you can run to get somewhere or you can run in place. Man, I remember I had, a, I had an eighth grade PE teacher. Oh, man. This was back in the day, as they say. Back in the 60s. No, not the 1860s. The 1960s. And man, I mean, he, you know, we did every kind of thing. But one of the things he would have us do would, would be to run in place. Man, and he's like, pick your knees up, man. You know, I mean, you run in place for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That don't sound like much, but you tried. 
And I'm thinking, man, it, it sure would be a lot better if we was, you know, at least running around the gym or, or running around the football field or something. You know, and so often as we're praying, we're, we're just in place. We're not getting anywhere. Why? Because we're not praying, you know, uh, by the guidance and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So there, there's, there's nothing coming out. No wonder some people are tired of praying. You need to be able to, what, to learn how to get into the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to guide you. You say, how do we do that? Well, let me tell you. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. You know? You ever gone to the library and checked out a book on how to ride a bicycle? They don't have one. No, you know how you learned how to ride a bicycle? First, you got a bicycle, right? <laughs> Amen. So we have the Holy Spirit because he said, if you belong to Christ, he said, then the Spirit of God dwells in you. And we who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we really have no excuse. We're going to look at that as we go along in this lesson. But here's the thing. He's our God. But you know, here's the thing. If you're not showing up, he has nothing to guide. He has nothing to do. He says here, he says, let me finish reading here. Oh, my page turned. He says, and he who searches the hearts of men knows the mind of the Spirit, what his intent is. What did John say over there in 1 John? If we pray anything, ask anything according to his, he hears us. What is the Holy Spirit know what, knows what God's intent is for your life, for your kids? I, I tell you, I found this out. When you, you're not in the will of God, things don't work as well. Life doesn't go as smooth. I mean, you still, you can be in the will of God. Doesn't mean you're never going to have a problem. I'm not saying that. But I want to tell you what, I'd much rather be in the storm when Jesus is in the boat. Then Jesus on the shore and I'm in the boat. <laughs> and he's like, what you doing in the boat out there, Norris? <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought, boy, famous last words, right? <laughs> I thought, that's got me in more trouble than anything, I thought, without first asking him. He knows his int what the intent is because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God. He says, on behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. Isn't that what we've been talking about? How do we align with God's will? The Holy Spirit is the only one that can align us. You know, you go buy a new set of tires for your vehicle. You know, you never buy a new set of tires without what? Checking the alignment on your vehicle. Isn't that right? They've got an instrument now. You know, it's all computerized. Now they've got an instrument that checks the alignment. Because if your alignment's not right, you know, you, you know, you're not going to get the best wear on your tires. And if our alignment is with God's will is not right, things are just not going to work as well. It's going to be a little bit tougher. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. You're going to open yourself up for a few more attacks than you needed to. You know, I, I believe this with all my heart. If you can measure the level of your faith by your prayer life. Come on. Awful quiet in here. Am I in the right church? I thought I heard all this shouting a few minutes ago. 
I thought this might have been a spirit-filled church there for a minute. But here's the thing. Isn't that true? Because if I believe that God's got a plan for my life, that takes faith, doesn't it? And if I believe that He's got a plan for my life, why would I not want to know what it is? Duh. And if I believe that I can know what it is and that God's given me the Holy Spirit as a guide to reveal it to me, then why would I not seek it? (laughs) Pretty plain, isn't it? So we get to know the Holy Spirit as our guide. You get alone in your prayer closet. You say, I don't have a prayer closet. There's your first mistake right there. Remember I said, you know how you learn to ride a bicycle? You get a bicycle. If you're going to be a person of prayer, you need a place of prayer. Somewhere where you pray. Wherever it is. But you need somewhere where you pray. This is where I get alone. This is where I shut out the world. This is where I close out the distractions. This is where I get alone with the God, the Holy Spirit. He's going to show me. He said He would show you things to come. You know, you don't have to get blindsided all the time by life. You can head some things off. If you can't head it off, God will at least prepare you for it. Too many times we're caught off guard. Why? Because we're not spending time with the God, the one who's got the plan, the one who knows the future. Man, that's who, boy, how much more would you want to consult somebody that knows the future? Oh, wow, that might be some pretty good stuff to know, hadn't it? So here's what the thing. We need to learn to enter heaven's storehouse. Now, Jesus said this in in Matthew 6, and I just want to bring this up. He said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. He goes on to say, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, God has storehouses. Come on. He's got storehouses. There's storehouses in heaven. Absolutely. Paul said, my God shall supply all of your needs. Well, what's your need? Well, out of his riches and glory, that's where his storehouses are. But see, most people don't have a clue about that. Why? Because they don't spend any time with prayer. God's got a storehouse, and He's got things laid up for what you need concerning your life and His plan for your life. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I'll preach to myself. He's got storehouses up there. What is it that you need? What is the heart desire? Listen, get along with the Holy Spirit and draw from the storehouse of heaven. See, most people, they look to their job to meet their needs. And we're not against medical science and none of that. Don't get, misunderstand me. But you know what? That's, not my, that's why, where I'm looking as my source for health and healing. Thank God for it. Uh, for Dr. Eric's back there. God bless you, brother. We love you. We appreciate all that you and all the medical. We got nurses in here, you know, so don't misunderstand me. But you know what? That's, that's, that's not who I'm looking to. 
They can help. They can assist. But I'm looking to God as my healer. I'm looking to God as my provider. I'm looking to God as my peace. I'm looking to God as my joy and my strength. I'm looking to God as my wisdom. I'm looking to Him. Well, His storehouses are in heaven. They're in heavenly places. Notice what Jesus said. He said, whatsoever things you desire, he said, he said, when you pray. He didn't say, when you go somewhere. He said, when you pray. So here's the thing. What storehouse are you reaching for first? Where, where, where are you, what's your first thought? When something is coming against your life, when there's a need in your life, when there's something that comes against your life, what's your first thought? Well, you know, I'm going to reach for the storehouse. There's a storehouse in heaven, and God's resources are there. And for His plan and purpose, that's where we need to learn to draw from. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Look over in Colossians 2 real quickly. Colossians 2. Notice what he says here. Verse 3. In Him, Christ Jesus, all the treasures, all the treasures, where your treasure is, there where your heart be also, that's, that's where you're going to be, your desire is going to be extended toward, that's what you're going to be drawing from. In Him, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, the ways and purposes of God and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. Mm. Christ seated at the right hand of the Father. You know, the throne room is also the storehouse. <laughs> it's the treasury of heaven because all that you need is found in Christ Jesus. Amen? Didn't say it's found in Washington, D.C. I don't care who's in office. I don't care who they are, what part of the affiliated is, what color they are. I'm going to pray for them just like the Bible says. I'm going to believe God to use them to bless our nation. Amen? I don't get caught up in all this superficial stuff. Come on. Pray for them. Amen. Let God work. But for me, my storehouse and my treasure, it's in the presence of God. It's in the throne room. And there's only one way to get in there, and that's by prayer. Didn't, didn't the writer in Hebrews said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, to the treasure house, to the storehouse of God. Let us come boldly. So that God can tell us no. So that God can slap your hand. Get your hand off of that. Let go of that pork chop. <laughs> I mean, some people, that's their view of God. It's like, you know, why would you, why would you go to pray to God just to hear no all the time? I just check that box and go on about my business. It's going to be No. But he says, so that you may receive what? Mercy and grace and your time of 
Man, I, listen, when I'm in need, that's when I need to hear a yes. When I'm in need, that's when I need to hear a yes. When I'm in need, that's when I need to draw on the storehouses of His wisdom, His understanding. I need to make sure I'm aligning myself with His purpose. Because we, how many times have we heard this in the church where God guides? So what would be the antithesis of this? If He didn't guide you, He's not under any compulsion to provide you. You know, sometimes we need to just be, you know, we need to be smart, you know. They say, you know, say, say uh, you know, even a blind dog finds a bone once in a while. <laughs> you know, if, 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 you know, and again, that doesn't mean you won't have opposition. But I'm telling you, if I'm in a chronic place, that's, that's what I, if I'm chronically in a place of lack in an area, when I know clearly God is, is, His plan and His purpose is revealed to me that He wants me to have that, then you know what that tells me? Maybe, just maybe, I'm out of alignment. And I might need to get into that prayer place, place of prayer, and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to guide me into all truth to guide me into the purpose and plan of God. Thank you. Now, you know, this means you're going to have to do something. Oh, sorry about that. I know, you know, in the church nowadays, it's all about what God has done. And that's true. But you know what? You have a part too. Amen? God saved you, but you had to do something. Amen? You had to believe in your heart. You had to confess with your mouth. You had to repent. I know that's not a popular word. Amen. Absolutely. So there's a part we have to play. So if we're going to know God's, we're going to go deeper in prayer. We're going to learn to, to hear the Holy Spirit and let Him be our guide in prayer. We're going to have to spend some time waiting on God in prayer. Hello. You know, when I first got saved, they used to talk about, you know, turning off the TV, and they called it the one-eyed monster. Now, there's so many things we have to turn off. <laughs> the TV, the phone, the computer, the tablet, yada, yada, yada. Isn't that true? I mean, we're... It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. I love to go places, your public places, and just stop and look and see how many people are on their phones. It's just incredible. It is. <laughs> amazing. Don't worry, I'm not saying phones are evil. But I'll tell you what, evil can use them. Just like anything else, isn't that true? But notice what he says here in Isaiah. He said, he said, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've heard Christians say, I just feel so tired. I'm just burnt out, Pastor. I'm serious. I thought, well, you know, I didn't say it. I was, you know me, I'm, I'm nice most of the time. <laughs> I want to say, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and, stumble and fall. But those who wait on the Lord, that word wait there means to bind together like, you know, 
uh, a rope is twisted together. You know, you got like usually have three strands of a, uh, uh, you know, that twisted together that make up the rope. And of course, the more strands you got, the more strength you got. So when people start telling me this, I'm, I'm weary, I'm tired, I'm burnt out. I know that right away, you know what? You've not been spending time with God as you should. Because he don't get tired. He don't need no Geritol. He don't need a pep pill. He said they will renew their strength. Listen, church, we got a job to do. And here's the thing. Once you begin to seek God, and He begins to show you His plan and purpose for your life, then, I mean, you know, you're hooked. You have one of two choices, obey or disobey. I wonder sometimes if some Christians, that's, they, they're hoping that ignorance is bliss. If I don't know, I won't have to do. Don't worry, I wasn't looking at you. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So as we wait on the Lord, we're talking about going deeper in prayer. You know, the Holy Spirit will energize us. Listen, when God speaks a word to you, faith comes. Uh, strength comes. Divine energy comes into you. Let's talk about praying beyond today's needs. Praying beyond today's needs. As I said, as I began the message, I said some people are reactionary prayers. Something happens and they start praying. As soon as they get through that, whew, they get through that one. Then they wait and the next thing happens and they pray. Only problem is, is when you pray, that's the only way you pray. You're always behind. You're praying from behind. God wants us to pray from ahead. Are you listening? Pray from ahead. He said when the Holy Spirit comes, He said not only would He guide you in all truth, but He would show you things to what? Things to come. Well, let me ask you, has He? Does He? <laughs> you know. 1 Corinthians, let's go over there in four, chapter 14. Don't worry, it's early yet. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 14. Paul is speaking here, and he's talking about spiritual, we call them gifts, but really they're spiritual manifestations. And we who are spirit-filled people, of all people, we, uh, believers, we should understand this. We should understand, at least to some degree and some level, or be seeking to understand the operation of the Holy Spirit, the ways of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you know what you are? You're a pilot in the middle of a storm with clouds all around you in that plane, and you don't know how to fly by instrument. You're trying to fly by sight. Boy, I wish I'd have seen that mountain coming. <laughs> I had some altitude, but... <laughs> Listen, when we were living in, in Bolivia, there, there was an airline. I mean, it flew... There was a uh, mountain there, what was it, 21, 22,000 feet? Yeah, flew right into that thing. Bam! 
because the quote-unquote international airport in those days, of course this was almost 40 years ago, they had no radar. So they kind of had to, you know, so, <laughs> so many Christians, that's the way their life is going. They live by sight. They live by how they feel. So when the storm, you know, that's, that's, you know, you can fly pretty good on a clear day. Is all your days been clear? Mine haven't. <laughs> I've had some rain. I've had some wind. I've had some lightning. I've had some storms. I've had some times where I couldn't see two foot ahead of me, so to speak. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, it's at that time it would be really good to be able to fly, not by sight, but fly by God's radar system. Amen? Which is faith, but it's faith also not only in God's Word, yes, but also faith as we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It says, move over 10 degrees. Wait up here for a minute. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't, don't, don't make friends with that person. Don't go into partnership with that person. Change your diet. I slipped that in there while everybody's amening. <laughs> now, I know he didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we who have the ability, who've received the endowment of power of the Holy Spirit. We pray in the Spirit. Paul talks about it here, 1 Corinthians 14. Really, he talks about praying out divine mysteries. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, let's look in verse 2 there. He said, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Well, isn't that what prayer is about, speaking to God? Some people get all uptight about it. Well, I can't understand. Well, I wasn't talking to you. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but you know, I really wasn't talking to you. You just eavesdropping in on my conversation, but I wasn't talking to you. See, he speaks not unto men, but unto God. He says, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Now, I want to grab a translation here, the Weist, W-E-S-T translation, expanded translation. I love the way he brings it out in the Greek here. He really expands it. Listen to this. For the one who is uttering words in a tongue, a language not understood except through an interpreter, is not speaking to men but to God. For no, no, for no one uh, hears him so as to understand what he is saying. Now listen to this. And he utters with his human spirit as energized by the Holy Spirit divine revelations. Well, I like the way that reads. God's Spirit is dwelling in us, Spirit-filled people. And He says that, that the Holy Spirit will divinely energize our spirit to speak out divine revelations. Hello? How are we living? Most Christians are living the same way people in the world are living. Their reason, their intellect... You know, they're subject to the same things. You know, they're taken by surprise just like everybody else. 
What if the church began to pray individually and collectively, we begin to, to utilize this divine ability God has given to the church. We use this resource, this heavenly resource, and we begin to speak out divine revelations and mysteries so that what? We begin to be in the know. We know some things that's coming about in our nation. We're not blindsided. We, need, we begin to know some things. And as He reveals some things that are, have not yet come to pass, many times if we will pray, we can avert them. That's how we become salt and light. I said that's how we become salt and light. We preserve this nation from going through some things. Or we help this nation to, to, to go through some things. But now let's bring it down to our personal life. Because there's a corporate side and there's an individual side. But here's the thing. We who pray in the Spirit, who pray in other tongues as the Holy Spirit uh, enables us, divinely energized. He said you can get in your prayer closet and this is the main place where we do this. I'm not saying get on the street corner and do this. Use some sense. Amen. Because he says you do something like that, people think you're crazy. They'll think you're a nut. Why? Because they don't understand spiritual things. Get in your prayer closet and begin to pray out this way. And he says that the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to speak out mysteries. Mysteries concerning God's plan and will for your life. Mysteries concerning tomorrow, next week, next year. You can pray out ahead of time. Brother Hagin, in his book, went on to say, he said, the things that are happening to you now, he said, said, many of the things, whether good or bad, are happening to you now as a result of how you prayed out in times past. We wonder sometimes, well, why did that happen to them? They're good people. Listen, bad stuff can happen to good people. Amen? All of us in here could raise both hands, can't we? Because we've all gone through it. But I want to tell you something. You know what? If we would learn to pray out, we can minimize many of those and miss some of those because we're praying and the Holy Spirit begins to have something to go out to meet. Remember over there in Romans 8, it says He will meet our supplications. Well, listen, listen, the Holy Spirit understands what you're saying. Your mind doesn't. Other people don't. But the Holy Spirit, He's very adept at understanding those divine mysteries we're speaking out in other tongues. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So, what we're really doing here, listen to what he says here. He says, Therefore let the one who speaks in a tongue be praying that he may be unfolding the meaning of what is saying. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit, the human spirit, as moved by the Holy Spirit, is praying. So when we're praying this way, it is spirit to spirit praying. Now, we pray with our understanding. Paul said that. Absolutely. We're to pray with our understanding. But you know what? Your understanding has limits. Because you don't know everything with your mind, do you? Absolutely not. Your mind don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, let alone next week or next year. 
You know, I know we have people, you know, the futurists, they call them, that, that look at trends and, and try to predict things and patterns and so forth. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. He actually knows what is going to happen. Now here, let me just qualify this. That doesn't mean he's going to tell you somebody else's business. Yeah, Lord, you, 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 that's called being a busybody. Scriptures talk about that. You know, other people's business is not your business. Isn't that right? And here's the thing. Maybe in the process of time, if God finds out He can trust you not to be a blabbermouth and go spread it and go tell it, He might show you something that you can pray to help somebody else. But, you know, but he ain't going to tell you everything about somebody else's business. Amen? Because it ain't none of your business. <laughs> I, f- I found out this. You know what? I got all I can do just to manage mine. Oh, my goodness, man. I don't want to try to manage yours. I'm doing, I got all I can do just to manage mine. I can't even, I got to depend on the Holy Spirit to manage mine. Isn't that true? So it's spirit to spirit praying. As we speak in our prayer closet, we're praying in other tongues. We're speaking out divine mysteries, divine revelations as energized by the Holy Spirit. And as Paul said over there in Romans 8, he said, the Holy Spirit, He knows the his Spirit. He knows what's in the mind of the Father God. God is a Spirit. And He knows God's plans for you and I. And He begins to move as we make place for Him, make time for Him. We begin to pray out. And we begin to pray out those divine mysteries of God's plans and purposes for your life, for your kids, for your grandkids, for those areas where you have a sphere of authority and responsibility. He's not going to tell you about stuff that you have no responsibility for. Amen? And here's the thing. The more God shows you, the more responsibility that, that entails. So you might not want to know all the stuff you think you want to know. <laughs> Amen? I remember, you know, Brother Hagin talking about this. He said, he said, uh, People, he said, people got the misunderstanding. He said, people think because, you know, I don't, didn't go and socialize a lot and everything. He thought, but, you know, people got the wrong idea that he didn't like people or he didn't think that was a good thing. He said, but he said, he said this, is, this is about me. It was because of his particular ministry he was in. He said, you, how you like to be at a party? And all of a sudden, you know, that one's going to be dead tomorrow. And that one's going He said, you might not want to go party with them either. Some things, you know, you might think you want to know, but you really don't want to know. Amen. But things about your life, about your family, about God's plan for you, about where you fit in to God's church, where, what, what your, your gifting is, what God's plans is to use you, uh, you know, uh, with your family, at your place of, of job, your business, whatever He's put you into, where you... Where, you gather together, in this case is Passion Church, where you gather together here. What's His plan for you? Is it just to come on Sunday mornings, give God an hour and a half and say thank you? What kind of Christian life is that? That's a Christian event. That's not a Christian life, is it? 
we have a Sunday event from 1030 to 12. And I usually get there by 11, 1115. <laughs> That's 168 hours in a week. Figure up how much an hour and a half of that is. It's not much, is it? And yet we still have a hard time getting God's people to give an hour and a half. It's amazing. I bet you watched a two-hour movie this week sometime. And I'm not getting down on you. Don't misunderstand me. All I'm saying is, that's all I have to say. Isn't it? Because here's the thing. Even more importantly is, how much time do, do we have to get along with Him? To pray. Really see. Say, so God, I want to hear. I want to know your plans. I want to know what you've got in store for my life, for my family. I want to know what you've got in store for my church. Listen, if you're not praying for your church, maybe you're at the wrong church. I'm just saying. Isn't that right? It's not a club. There are many clubs you can join. Some of them are good, some of them are not good. But, you know, church is not a club. Spirit to spirit praying. Discerning God's plans and purposes. One more scripture here and we're going to pray. Proverbs 25. Y'all getting anything out of this? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Somebody says, yeah, but you haven't told us how to. That's the Holy Spirit's job. I've told you your part. You know what that is? Get you a place of prayer. Get into prayer. If you have the Holy Spirit, if you don't, Jesus said, anybody that asks the Father, He said the Father will freely give him the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. You ask. You believe. You receive. He's no respecter of persons. But we who are filled with the Spirit, you just need to get on, get on your bicycle. You can't, just, you can't just watch me riding my bicycle. you got to get on your bicycle. And here's the thing. It's so much more fun to be on your own bicycle than it is to watch somebody else on theirs. Or on horseback. Even better, right? It's great to watch people riding horses. But you know what? There's nothing like getting on the back of one of those. Oh, that's wonderful. Or whatever it is. But, you know, we want, God wants us to experience that. It's not a second-hand thing. Proverbs 25. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Well, why don't God just show us? Why, why ain't it? Almost cussed there and said, doggone it. Why don't God just, why don't, you know, I've run into people. Why don't, if God knows everything, why don't he just? It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Now listen, that's not the end of it. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. You say, yeah, but that, that's for kings. Well, wait a minute. I thought you were a king and a priest. Now what Scripture say? So it's the glory of God's kings and queens <laughs> to what? To seek out a matter. In other words, if you will seek, Jesus said you will. So if you don't seek, 
Now, I'm going to tell my Easter egg story again. I know you've heard it before. Let me tell it again. You know, when my kids were little in home, yeah, yes, we hid Easter eggs. Sorry about that. Y'all pray for your pastor. <laughs> Some people, you know. But anyway, <laughs> you know, and they, they were all different colors and stuff like that, you know. Well, what, what we do, especially, I'm talking about when they were, you know, really little. We'd, we'd, we'd take, I'd, I'd hide the Easter egg. Well, you know, I didn't go out in the backyard and dig a 10-foot hole and pour concrete on top of it. Y'all find it. 30, if 30 years old, they still ain't found that egg. See, some people got that, 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 that's when he says God conceals them matter. They think that's what God's doing. No, here, here's what I did. You know, we, we, at that time where we lived, we had a, a patio out back, a deck, with three different levels. Well, you know, they'd, they'd be, we'd have some patio furniture out there. I put a bright red, red egg right up against the leg of a green chair. You know, and for some reason, they went by it, and they weren't looking at it. You know why? I wanted them. There you go. God wants you to find it. If you will just enough faith to seek God in prayer with the help of the Holy Spirit, if you somehow, you're having a rough time, He'll go. We're talking about prayer, purpose, and power. Aligning ourselves, discovering God's will. Because in the end, what's it going to be? We paid off a house. We paid off X number of cars. We put so many kids through school. All that. Those are good things. But I'm going to tell you what. You know, what I'm talking about has repercussions now and also for eternity. Amen? Absolutely. Let's bow our heads just for a moment. Hallelujah. The rain is coming. Hallelujah. The rain of the Holy Ghost. The rain, the natural rain and the Holy Ghost rain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the wonderful Counselor, Strengthener, Standby. We thank you that He is our God. And He is our helper in prayer. He helps us as we pray. For we don't always know how to pray or what we're to pray for. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, we're speaking out divine revelations over our lives. We're speaking out the will of God, the purposes of God for next week, next month, and next year. We're praying out. We're reaching into the storehouses of heaven to receive the resources we need to fulfill the will and the plan and the purpose of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, you said that we pray with our understanding, but we also pray with the Spirit. Oh, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the mighty, mighty one, the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us, that empowers us, that enables us to pray out divine mysteries, divine mysteries, divine mysteries for our lives, for our family, for Passion Church, for our city. Thank you, Father God. Oh, Father, I thank you.
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we desire to know you. I know that's the desire of everyone here. We want to know you. God, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen because we come to church every week. It doesn't happen just because of that. But Father, because we spend time with you. We spend time with your Spirit in prayer, listening, praying out divine mysteries, receiving the insight, the wisdom, and the revelation that the Holy Spirit will bring to us so that we know what to do. We know what we should say. We know where we should go. We know where we're supposed to be. We know where our place and our part is in the great uh, plan of God and in, in the body of Christ. Father, we, we, we can exercise that divine ability of faith that divine gifting of the Holy Spirit, we can know exactly what our place is, what our part is. We can be effective, fruitful for the kingdom of God. Oh, we can be in the know about the attacks of the enemy. Father, we can cut him off. We can, we can, we can pray out ahead of time and defeat his strategies by the strategy of heaven. Father, the Word says there is no strategy against your wisdom. <laughs> when we're in, operating in your wisdom, when we're operating in your plan, there is no strategy that men or devils can come up with that is superior, that can overcome it. But we walk out the perfect will of God. We walk under an open heaven. We walk in the blessing and the victory of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Let's just take a moment. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you concerning the message today. Maybe it's just one part that He emphasizes to you. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Thank you for speaking to our hearts right now. Speaking to us. Revealing to us. Lord, some of us will need to make some changes in our schedules, in our priorities, in our desires, so that we can be in your presence hear what you have to say see what you have to show understand what your plan is for us thank you father thank you father in jesus name hallelujah can you say amen hallelujah thank you lord praise your lord jesus you know, I just had this thought, you know, if we would exercise this ability that God's given us, spirit-filled people in prayer, you know, we could kind of, under God and by God's help, we could kind of write out our history in advance. You know, most of the time, I took quite a few history 
uh, courses many years ago in college, a long time ago. But you know, in all of those courses, it was always looking back. History was always about looking back. You know, hindsight, looking back, learning lessons. Well, we can learn lessons that way. But what about by the divine revelations of the Holy Spirit in the prayer closet? We write our history in advance. Foresight. The foresight of God. The foreknowledge of God concerning His plan and purpose for your life. Well, that would be valuable, wouldn't it? And you know, what I do when I'm in this time of, of praying like this, you know, the Holy Spirit, many times he will, he will speak a word to me, a phrase to me. He might give me a scripture reference. Sometimes it can be lengthy. Sometimes it might be short. You know what I do? Because by faith, I believe God's speaking to me, I write that down. And in a sense, you know what I'm doing? I'm writing my history out. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.